Game 6 of the NLCS, Atlanta Braves 4, Los Angeles Dodgers 2. Braves are two outs away from going to their first World Series since 1999. They have not won a World Series since 1995. And that was a really good Braves team. The Braves overall just ran the National League for a long time, you know. And the Dodgers, look, they won it all in a 60-game COVID shortened season, okay? So, the title for this podcast will be, I'm not saying it was a Mickey Mouse ring. But I'm not saying it wasn't. And. Some people will like it. Some people think it's corny. But. Here's why. Now it counts. It's a championship. But. Most people say Mickey Mouse. Because it's Disney. And everything like that. But. Look. 60 game season. Compared to 162. It's not the same. All players are equally still fresh in six games. Most people really start hitting their stride around there. So last year they pro- they probably played about 75 to 83 baseball games last year. And they cut down travel time to play all their NLCS games and World Series games in Texas. I mean, how about that? You wouldn't have that in a regular postseason. So, with this, a real season, 162-game season, okay? They played the wild card game. They played five games in the NLDS. This is now six games in the NLCS with travel days, all right? So, if the Braves get the last two outs, it proves you as they just struck out Cody Bellinger. So, Will Smith and the Atlanta Braves are now one out of the way. And we are very soon going to have on Nick Tyrell, too. Um, fantastic man. We've had him on the pod before. Does great video edits for the New York Yankees. And, uh, good working man. Um... Actually, the first time we had him on, James James didn't know this. I did. Uh, he just recently got married. His wife was pregnant at that time, and now they have a beautiful baby girl. Oh, over five months years old now, and uh, so far, she's never seen a Cowboys loss. So that's pretty impressive. I mean, Nick. I mean, we we got to talk about. You're a Cowboy fan and making her be a Cowboy fan and having her in those onesies. But uh, he he's a great guy. And the NBA, and he's a Yankee fan, but he's also a Dodger fan. Grew, grew up in the West Coast, so hopefully no one give him shit for that. But um, the NBA also put out a 1 through 75 list. Now, since we're in the whole politically correct society... As Chris Taylor grounds to short Dansby Swanson, and the Braves are going to the World Series. 
The Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series. Let's just rewind to the call. Freddie Freeman, honestly, the Braves won't let you get to free agency, and they shouldn't. You're not going to be free agent for very long. Um, your wife is amazing. Charlie is great. His videos, amazing. Um, Yankee fans will love to have you. To me, I've always wanted you. It was either you or Anthony Rizzo. And we got to see Anthony Rizzo in pinstripes. We'll love to have him back. But you, sir, you are the cream of the crop. You know, a lot of people are talking about Olsen. Screw that. I say, I say you. Um, but you're Mr. Brave. Next, next. There's Chipper Jones. There's Hank Aaron. There's, um, blanket on the name, but the knuckleballer. You know, a few others, then there's you. And you know what? Well-deserving, and guess what? One thing will be true. World Series starts Tuesday. I found this out this morning. Regardless who wins this World Series, a Snicker will be a World Series champion. The manager of the Atlanta Braves is Brian Snitker. His son, I think it was a hitting coach or pitching coach, something. He works for the Astros. So, I I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I thought of this idea last night on Twitter, and I hope it's pretty short notice. But maybe MLB have been working about this the last past couple of weeks with the possibility. I think it would be so cool, game one of the World Series, where you have J.T. Snow start at third base, round home, and Darren Baker goes out to get the bat, and he saves him out of the way, because Dusty Baker is a manager, and Darren Baker is now actually a Washington National prospect, so... I mean, some people may find that corny, but the last time Dusty Baker was in a World Series, that happened. So, you know, little little Darren Baker, two, three years old, bat boy, and he was running out, J.T. Snow coming home, 
and uh, he almost got killed. So that would that would that would, that that would be pretty cool. Um, but back to what I was saying about the NBA, they made a one through seventy five list. They put the list alphabetically, not even, not even actually ranked them one through seventy five. So I say fuck that, and me and James, we're not doing one through seventy five tonight. But each pod for the next couple of pods. We're going to do 10. So tonight, 1 through 10. Then so on and so on and so on. Until we get to 75. Um, I'll be very honest. My list, I'm not a big basketball fan. So if people want to say, oh, what is he talking about, blah, blah, blah. I, uh, I understand that. I'm here for that. And there are going to be names that might be higher, higher on other people's lists. But I'm sorry. If I don't know the name, if I've never seen highlights of the player... He's just not going to be running tie. And just fair warning, LeBron James is not on my 1 through 10. Not, not because I'm a hater, but I think all the names on my 1 through 10 are better than LeBron James. So all, all you LeBron sycophants can cry. You can have tears, but it is what it is. Yeah, and for full disclosure, my top 10, LeBron is a top 10 player. Where he listed, you'll find out. But, you know, just want to give a big shout out to Atlanta Braves. Like, think about the Atlanta Braves, Nick. They lose their best player in Raccoonia Jr. They win the division that the Mets choked away, and now they're in the World Series. What a great story for the Atlanta Braves. And then we'll give our World Series pick soon, but it should be a fun series between the Braves and the Astros. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, well, we want to pick tonight, so, so I can't go too much further into that, but I, I just want to stop with the mental mind games here. If you want Dusty Baker to win, just Say you're rooting for the Astros. It's okay. I promise you. It's okay for you to say you want the Astros to win the World Series. Now, ESPN, Major League Baseball, one of Dodgers Yankees. Or one of Dodgers Astros, one of Dodgers Red Sox. You're not getting that. You're getting Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. But both teams are good, man. You know what? This is going to be a great series. Even with the Braves not having Acuna. But guess what? Astros don't have Lance McCullough Jr. And no Justin Verlander. So, I would say it's going to be even. And I don't know how great Jordan Alvarez is in the outfield. Or maybe first base. And if you do that, there's no Yuli, Yuli Gurriel. So, if, if Kyle Tucker can't play center field and Jordan can't get out there, they're going to lose a bet. Um, but, listen again. Sorry. No, now, no Dodger fan should say, okay, last year don't matter. But I'm just saying, when you truly think about it, they won in a sixth game short in COVID season. It, it, it just is what it is. 
and couldn't win in a 162-game season. Ne- still, never have won World Series since 88 in a 162-game season. So, some people may want to say uh that, but some people just want to say season to season, it is what it is. Everyone played on the same 60-game season, and that's true. That is true. But it's still not a 162-game season. It's it's different from every from every aspect. So cried tears, dropped tears. It is what it is. But Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros, Tuesday, Fox. I'm all for it. I'm all for a seven-game series. I I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. Take that as what you will. Um, but picks will probably drop around Monday. And now we should be getting into some Nick Tyrells. Yes, sir. So now we are with our boy, Nick Tyrell. First things first, you know, five months ago, you welcomed in a beautiful baby girl, Maya. Yeah. And she's she's just super adorable. How's it, how's it going to be a father, man? I'll tell you what, man. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever even imagined. Like, you, you hear everybody tell you... Uh, uh, they, everybody tells you how you know it's it, it's you know so special, and you just kind of think like okay, uh, you know like it's it is what it is. But then you have it happens, and then it's basically like you know it, it's like every everything that everybody was saying it it all makes sense now. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just a complete life changing experience, and like you know there's. You know, everybody says there's no sleep, but it really is like all that stuff. All the all the like you know slight negatives that people say about it, it's uh, it ends up not even being that bad because there's nothing like you know if if she's crying and then you make her stop crying, uh, there's nothing like that. You know what I mean? You know what it is? Like it, it's, it's very accomplishing. You know what it is? It's it's like when people say. They don't mind, you know, babysitting other other kids because at the end of the day, they, they, they get to go home. But when it's their right. kids, they don't mind. So it's like, right. you're not going to mind if your daughter cries. You're not going to mind if your daughter cries yeah. herself. You're not going to mind because that's your daughter. That's, that's something you and your wife made. Yeah. And she's you. So it's like, if you have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning... You don't mind if, if right. You if, just do you know, it. You know, you know, if you have to go to the store at at ten o'clock in the morning right away to go get things, you you do it because one day she'll do it for you, and uh, <laughs> and, exactly. and 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 just to open this up to the sports world, it makes nights like this, like as corny as it sounds, it it makes it where it's not that big of a deal because right. yeah, the Dodgers lost. Yeah, yeah, right. he's lost. But at the end of the day, you're you're sad for a minute, but then you're gonna look mm-hmm. at your beautiful baby's face and you're gonna say, "What game? I don't know a game." One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I actually was I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers is actually pregnant with with twins. Oh wow! And, and it's and it, it's his first. So <clears throat> he was talking to me about it, and, and we were talking about you know like. I was talking about how I don't love going to work and coming back 
because, you know, the commute and everything like that. These days, I'd rather just have those, the, the, the time that I'm spending on the commute or whatever, I'd rather be at home or whatever. And I was telling telling him this, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's, it, you know, maybe, maybe it would be good to, like, be away a little bit. And I'm like, bro, you don't even understand. Like, I was never, like, a big kids guy, you know what I mean? Like, I have, I have four nieces and nephews, and, and, and I love them. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just one of those things where... Of course. You just kind of, you just kind of don't relate <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, but, uh... But my, you know, but then as soon as it, like, I, I would, I would, you know, it's kind of sounds fucked up, but like, I, I wasn't as good at, like, wanting to go out of my way and, and babysit, you know, I would, but like, I wasn't overly doing it. But now I can't get enough of my nieces and nephews because now that I have one, you know, it's like, a, it's like a whole, it opens you up, it opens your eyes to like a whole different perspective. And I was also saying, I was also saying like, when the Yankees lost, I wasn't. I was much less angry than I normally get, and that's how I'm feeling now with the Dodgers. So it's really like it, it really puts your whole life into perspective. I couldn't agree more, Nick. Um, yeah, um, what's going on, Nick James? The other half of the sports dudes, Nick. Man, I'm very happy for you. Um, congratulations on you know on being a father, but um, on some um, you know, and I'm really glad that it's a new journey for you, man. On a um, interesting note, um, since your baby's been born, I know you're a big time Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, how does it feel that you know since the baby's been born, the Cowboys have uh, gone on a winning streak? They haven't lost. Um, Baby, is, 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 is your is your baby the new um is that, is that gonna lead you out to your sixth championship? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's funny is that the, she was born and they lost the first game, but we were waiting for this onesie that said "cutest Cowboys fan," right? Ever since the onesie came, they haven't lost. And it's funny too because the first game they should have, you know, if you if you remember, they should have won that game, but Greg Zerline missed a few field goals. <clears throat> which is like very Cowboysian, you know what I mean? Like that shit happens to the Cowboys. But then, you know, we get this onesie, and now it's like confirmed that she's a Cowboys fan. And ever since, we we have these opportunities to lose in a very Cowboys way, and we haven't been. So you know, is it a coincidence? I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't want to get, but I don't want to get too. Uh, too, too, too high and mighty, bro. I've seen way too much heartbreak for the Cowboys. More than any of my team. I will, I will say this. I truly wholeheartedly believe they're just not going to win the Super Bowl just because <laughs> they're the Cowboys. But. That's how it feels. With. That's how it's been feeling. With Dak Prescott playing the way he's playing. Unfortunately, he has to keep playing like that. See, yeah. Lamb. To be, to me, to me, it's the defense. If the defense keeps playing right. like this, they they are playing like I've never I've never seen the Cowboys defense play this well. And and not just not just well because you know they give up yards and they give up you know they still give up scoring. They're not like the Ravens two thousand, but they make plays, and that has not happened I think since. You know, since since we were like 
going on our, our 90s dynasty. Like, they do not make plays. It's just how they are. So, for them to be out here making, you know, having Trey Diggs have as many touchdowns as Stephon did, like, that's just tripping me out. That's that's um, wild. Yeah. And the the only thing I'll say, too, is two two things the Cowboys got to do a little differently. They need they need Zeke to eat. They they yeah. they need to start giving him the ball a little a little bit more than have have Zach throw the ball. But uh-huh. with under with fourth and two and under, which is why I hate Bill Belichick. Don't let Mac Jones throw throw it in those situations. But I can uh-huh. partially understand because he's a rookie. But Mac Jones, no, I mean that. Dak Prescott is supposed to be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. He's the guy you right. gave a hundred plus million to. He's supposed to be right. your franchise quarterback. And there has been several instances in the past game, fourth one. There has been several instances this year when you know Greg Zerline. Let's just call like it is. He's declining a little bit. He's not hitting kicks. He would have hit five ten years ago. So. If you have fourth and one, or let's just say fourth and two and under, fourth and three, fourth and four, I I understand that's tricky. But any quarterback should be able to hand it off to Zeke and get two yards. Dak Prescott should be able to get one yard or under himself. Or make a play, maybe maybe you get offsides, maybe you get a holding. It 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 is what it is, but you can't have Mike McCarthy lose you a game just because no. he doesn't want to go to Dak Prescott. Right. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that, 100%. And to be honest, man, I honestly, like, Dak, I, 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 I can't, there's not much bad that I can really say about the team other than I don't trust uh, their line, like, at all. But other than that, like, I've actually pretty much, I, I've liked the, uh, the, the play calling. I feel like we have a pretty good mix of running pass. I feel like Zeke and Tony Pollard kind of, they, they really like, they really uh, complement each other. Um, and, and to be honest, if, if I'm being real, I think Tony Pollard is showing me a lot more juice than Zeke is, but Zeke is that grinder, though. And I don't think Tony Pollard can be a, gr- a grinder like that. Um, and I think one of the reasons why Tony Pollard looks so good is because of the fact that he always has fresh legs. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I do believe that there has been some, some serious mismanagement of the clock and we've gotten a little lucky to not have McCarthy lose those games because he's, he's tried (laughs) for sure. I, I personally think Nick that Mike McCarthy is doing a great job. I yeah. personally think he's a great coach. I think he's managing the clock extremely well. Oh, he's a great guy. You know, I, 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 at the I, end of the half or the end of the, <laughs> of the game. That, that's the only Nick, time. don't take him seriously. He's a giant fan. He's just being that guy. I know he is. I know he is. Like, like, I, like but um, but now, now sticking with the Yankees. I want to. I want to stick stuck with the Yankees. Um, obviously, okay. tough loss. Heard about Boone coming back. Um, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, no first base, no first base coach, no third base coach. You know, there's gonna yeah. be juggling around. Um, where 
where do you think the Yankees go from here? And do they are uh, and will the Yankees go big fish hunting like a Carlos Correa or a Corey Seager? Like what do the Yankees will do this offseason? Um and I wanna say just this is not official. Like I don't know anything as far as what our front office is going to go do. I just make uh highlight videos. But uh I will guess that I, I truly believe that you can kind of take – I feel like you've always been able to kind of just take what Cashman says and kind of like dig into it and dissect it a little bit. And when he has these press conferences, you can kind of tell when things are going to happen and when they're, when they're not. Like it, it made a lot of sense for us to go and get the pieces that we needed to – be just competitive this year because of what he what he had said. Like, uh, at, he didn't. He did. He said. He said that we weren't selling, but he said something like, "We have to make our bed and sleep in it." So now he's saying that you know a lot of things weren't as they anticipated. When he's absolutely right, and he's basically one thing that one beef that I have with a lot of Yankees Twitter is <clears throat> people saying that Cashman needs to be gone when. To be honest, he's basically been agreeing with what everybody has been saying. He thinks that we are not athletic enough. He thinks that we're, uh, you know, we're not making enough contact. And that's basically, for the most part, what most people's gripe is with the squad. So for him to say that and to, to say that we were disappointing and, and we had a really big, you know, tough-to-watch year, uh it means to me that I think that he's going he's going to be doing something. So to me, uh, that makes me look at, at the roster. What do we need? Well, we need a shortstop, and there's some shortstops available. We need a probably a center fielder, and we need a first baseman, preferably a left-handed hitter. So what does that mean? So that means we go and we probably sign Seager, but I can see why you would not want to sign Seager. Or probably Trevor Story. I, I'm not against Correa. I think he would be cool here. I'm, you know, all for the the, the villain or whatever. But I do think that the that people in the clubhouse probably have a problem with him because they were like actively beefing on social media and shit. But uh, I, I, and also I just, I don't know. I feel like it's either going to be Seager, Story, or Semyon. Uh, somebody who will not have a problem to move to third when uh, when Volpe gets here, and then with catcher, I, I honestly think there's two ways that we can look at it. We can think, are we cool with Gary coming back and having his you know contract here with us, and see if he figures it out as he tries to get himself paid, or do we go with Higgy and you know some left-handed defensive-oriented catcher. And then at first base, there's only two options for me, and that's Olsen and Rizzo. Center field, I haven't, you know, I've skirted that a little bit because I honestly haven't looked at who's available. Um, Top dog in center field. Oh, Marte. Marte. Yeah, Starling Marte. I would love, I would love Starling Marte, bro. I'd love him. He is so good. That's the so top good, dog. Dude. He would be. I would rather have Starling Marte on this team than Carlos Correa a hundred times out of hundred. All right. Uh, 
Sterling Marte, I believe, is in his thirties. Um, and and a quick word from Dave Roberts on uh, he's not looking forward to the turnover, and he wishes we could have won another one with this group. Um, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel, dog. Correa. Exactly how I feel. Correa is the best shortstop out of the bunch. Now, yeah, no, that's that's one hundred percent. I have I have no problem with Marcus Simeon, if it's two three years, yeah, called a day, but I have a big time problem with if you don't get the best player, who's a hitter and a fielder on the market, just because. He don't like me. He took his ball away. He called me a meanie head. He made fun of me. He 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 told people that I pee my pants. That's that's what's going on. That's what would be going on. Aaron Judge and everybody else would have an attitude. And if you're not gonna get Carl Correa just because of a possibility that Anthony Volpe, by the way. Who's lighting up the minors? Okay. Are there any guys throwing 99 through 100 plus in the minors that are major league quality arms? I mean, look, look, look. Hold on, hold on, sorry. You didn't trade Debbie Garcia for Mark Stroman, right? You thought this kid would be a star. Mm -hmm. So far, where has he been? He's been shit. Now, Marcus Stroman isn't that great, but from at the time of the trade. Also, Davey is a different prospect. Right. You know what I mean? He, right. he probably right. Volpe, Volpe to me, and I'm saying that just, just as a little aside, like I watch these guys come up because I have to put together pieces for uh, for the Yankees for uh, Prospect Watch. Uh, okay. And and I have seen a lot of our prospects, basically all of them, for a long time, like seven years. And I have never seen someone this good come through the minors. And I'm, that includes... You know, when Jorge Mateo was the top prospect, when Gary was the top prospect, when Judge was the top prospect, all these guys came out. I've never seen somebody with this much, this much of a baller, straight-up baseball player. He is a fucking ball player, dude, and he, is, he does everything well. He steals bags, he hits homers, he fucking plays amazing defense. He makes plays, he, like, he looks he looks to me, and I, like, I'm not going to say he is going to be this good, so I'm not even going to say, but he looks like a certain center fielder who plays for the Angels, except at short. That's what he looks like to me. Really? Now, obviously, things things can change, of course. Things can change. And, you know, as he goes, as he advances, if he goes through, you know, a rough patch or whatever, I'm just saying, like, this guy is an impressive-ass prospect. I would trade anybody else in, in the minors, you know, for the right deal, other than him, and to be honest, probably Dominguez, just because Dominguez... Just tantalizing with his power, but but you know I I think you you keep a spot at shortstop for Volpe within the next two years. You you keep that what spot a, and that spot only. That's that's the yeah, small problem I have with that though because and and this is why I hate analytics, right? Because mm-hmm. you can have projected analytics, you can have. What they possibly could be. Like, like people say, if Joey Gallo didn't get hurt, 
his WRC would have been at 130 plus. But what does that mean? Guess what? He did get hurt. He did have 50 plus strikeouts. He sucked. He sucked with the Yankees. Who cares? This is why it drives me crazy, man. It really does. Because Yankees say analytics are not the reason why the Yankees are losing. They're doing it then wrong. Then guess what? Fire the fire the geeky losers who are doing it wrong and get it right. And that's and that's why I blame Cashman. Because that's his baby. That's his priority. And that's why I always said you can't fire Boone if you're gonna keep Cashman. So if Cashman has his guys and they're doing the analytics wrong then that's that's why he's the blame of it. He makes good trades. He gets he gets nothing for, out of something a lot of the times. I understand that, but it truly seems like the only reason why he's the general manager because of the '90s team that he didn't build. That was Gene Michael, man. Gene Michael, right, Buck Showalter built that team. Did, and if you take away Howe's loyalty, put him over the top. He, he what? He did make moves to help put him over the top, including, like, David Justice. Right, David Justice, and, yeah, a, a lot you of people say guys. that. But if you take away Gene Michael, do, do you think Cash did everything he did? That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like that, that's why, too, people give Joel Torrey too much credit. Buck built that team on there. Jeter, Jeter yeah. and Posada, I truly believe... Them being on that bench in the '95 postseason, that was very, very important. They get to yeah. see how it's all made. That's why I wanted Debbie Garcia on the wild card roster, just, just, just for that. I, I want you to see what you can potentially happen. And if, if Yankees just miss out on Correa just because of Volpe, guess what? The by by 2023. Some part of 2024, guess what? The kid better hit then. Because if you're not getting Carlos Correa, oh, yeah. Anthony no, Volpe right. better hit. That's that's no, all I'm right. saying. Uh, that's 100%. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I also I also think that that's, pro- that's not going to be the reason, though. Trust me. If, if they can do both, then they'll do both. Like, Volpe, Volpe is going to have a spot, whether we sign... Korea or not, so that's not gonna be the reason. But uh, I do think that it would be nice to have somebody who you anticipate moving. You know, like I mean, it, it's hard for me to argue for Seager right now because he he had a terrible series, but he's a good player. He he's a really good player. He did just say he did just report that he wants to be back with the Dodgers. Um, yeah, that reported just dropped now that he want to go back to Dodgers. Now, what about pitching? Because James and Tyone's team is probably not going to be back until at least middle of May. You need starting pitching. Um, I know mm-hmm. is going to be back in rotation. Um, I do like Luis Hill, but again, a little bit too soon. What do the Yankees do in the pitching front? And then what do they do as far as bullpen health? Because Britain's going to be out for the year. He's a free agent, so Britain's gone. You still have Chapman. You still have Green. I mean, Loisga's good. What do the Yankees right. do as far as like their bullpen? So I'm gonna I'm throw I'm gonna throw one name at you. Uh, yeah, Justin Verlander. 
I would love to take a shot at him. One year deal. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I would also. I think uh, you could probably get the thing with the bullpen though is that there's probably a lot of guys you don't need to go out and waste your money on 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 bullpen guys. You know what I mean, like you can find diamonds in the rough. Fucking Clay Holmes, diamond in the rough. You can find those guys. All you need to do is find somebody who has great stuff and just steal them from another team because people do not know how to rate their own bullpen at all. The only <laughs> one I want is Iglesias from the Angels. I was gonna say right. That's funny. I was gonna say right though. But if not him, then then I don't want to spend. I don't want to spend that much money on a bullpen guy. Cause we we like not to mention. You saw you saw Mike King. He 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 looks like a piece. A hundred percent to me. Oh yes, he for sure. Like he piece. just can't start. We still. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, he just can't start exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's got he's got like Britain. Prime Britain sinker mixed with a Kluber ball. It's, it's filthy, bro. <laughs> he looks really, really good. Oh, um, but and then it, as far as the starters go, like a lot of people say Robbie Ray. I don't, I don't hate it, but I also don't want to. I don't want to give him like big buku bucks, though. You know what I mean? Like we still have people to resign like we still gotta afford judge you know what i mean so we i think we we make one splash whether that be correa or uh who, who, or story <clears throat> those are probably the two guys that i would be cool with making a big splash or we you know make a you know one big trade or something like that but i i don't think that we can be going out and making two splashes a year before Aaron Judge is a is a free agent because that is how you make a huge mistake because that's the type of shit that like the Nationals do like they will go out and they spend all their money on fucking Jason Worth and uh, fucking I don't even know people who are, who are irrelevant now and then by the time Bryce Harper's a free agent you can't re-sign him. One, you know I mean, bad, bad teams, bad teams do that. So you gotta. I think we have enough money to make one big splash, and then, and then from there, figure it out. And I one, think there's there's enough. What's up? One, one last thing before we end this on NBA. The mm-hmm. the only thing I'll say about the Yankees with Judge. I think they should wait till next year. Because I am deathly afraid, and if a lot of people hear me out and think about it, they'll understand. Look, mm-hmm. you you gave Hick, Hicks an extension. What happened? You gave mm-hmm. Louis Severino an extension. What happened? Right. If you right. give this guy more than five years, which I'm afraid they'll do too, because because they'll want to do right by him. But he's yeah. he's going to be thirty. One years old next year, all right? If you give him more yeah. than a five-year deal, and it's probably going to be more than $25 million a year, all right? So far, he's only had two healthy seasons out of five. That's not good right. enough for me. Even three healthy seasons out of six, that's not good enough. Because remember, he couldn't play half of a season in a 60-game season. That's a big deal. 
So yeah, but honestly, so so I think the one of those seasons was a was a fluke because he got hit. Uh, yeah, the, that was the hit by pitch. Then, yeah, then there was there was the the whole issue the where our pre, our previous strength and conditioning coach tried to make him play through a fucking you know broken ribs and shit, and then our new guy was like, okay, you need to get the surgery, <laughs> and then that kind of. That, that fucked him over for, for half the season. Yeah, but part of that got to be him too, you know what I'm saying? Because Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, no player that. no player wants to be thought of as soft, right? So that's the, right. that's the up and down side. It's like, okay, just perfect example, DJ LeMay. He probably should have stopped playing by June, but he figures, yep. okay, if I do not play, I got to hear by every fan in every media, are you mm-hmm. soft? Can you not play through it? Right. If this was playoffs, right. would, would you play through it? And if, right. now, he's probably not going to get to his first two years as the Yankee ever again. <laughs> but but if he can do at least 60% of that, then the Yankees will get more wins. So the thing about Judge, I think you got to go for a shortstop first. Then you got to go for a first baseman. And the only reason mm-hmm. why I don't want Trevor Story is... There was reports in the middle of the season that he dropped his arm speed from shortstop by six miles per hour. So if that's right. true, that's 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 a big deal. That's not a small deal. So now, if if we when did that come out? Uh, I gotta relook, but I think I think May or June. Uh, okay. But I'm 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 not so sure. It was before the deadline. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure on the exact number, but it was at least five miles per hour from shortstop. I'm pretty sure it was w- it was within seven, and that's a pretty pretty big deal when you're going yeah. from a hundred plus to ninety six or ninety five miles per hour short. That's a pretty big deal. So if you don't bring back Anthony Rizzo, and let's face it, Freddie Freeman is not leaving Atlanta. People can say what they want on that. He's not leaving Atlanta. No shot. His family loves it out there. He loves it out there. He's probably one of those guys who wants to be a one-man, one-team type of guy. So if it's not Anthony Rizzo... It feels like that, for sure. Yeah, if it's it's not Anthony Rizzo, and the A's are going to Yankee tax them for Matt Olsen, so you're probably not going to get that either. So if you have a shortstop throwing less, Luke Voigt, I'm sorry. He's 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 a bad picker. Mo- most Honestly, first base. I moves. think Boyd is a Boyd is probably a trade. I mean, definitely oh, I hope a trade so. then, I don't know. I don't know. If, I think he's probably going to go for pitching. But but yeah, I think if if we don't if we don't get, I mean, I'm sure we'll put some feelers out on Freeman, but I doubt that we'll sign him if, if we don't. And if the A's asking price is too high, then I could see us re-signing Rizzo. And uh, I would, I would be, I would be okay with that. I'm not gonna lie. I like Rizzo a lot. I was, I definitely, yeah, said that. Now, last thing before we get shot here, we, um, I want to talk about the NBA. Um, the NBA did drop their, um, their, their, their seventy-five. Uh, 75, and it's all off because of the order. But what me and Nick did was we did a, so we're going to be doing different lists each day. But today, okay. we did we did a top 10. Just top 10, and then okay. we did one of But today, we're focusing on the top 10. And okay. I have a top 10. Nick have a top 10. Nick, um, okay. Nick, so Nick, 
Nick tell Nick Terrell <laughs> your top ten. Oh, oh, sure. Make the white man go first. And uh, <laughs> full full disclosure, I'm not that huge in the NBA, so there are there are like a few names that I do not know. So if I don't know who you are as a name, or if I never saw a highlight of you playing, you're you're gonna be lower on the list. If if it maybe you deserve deserve to be higher. So and also too, I don't have. Trash James in the one through ten, and when you hear the other names, there's there's only one possible name on on my one through ten that you can possibly say okay, it should have been him, but it is what it uh-huh. is. So my ten is Kobe Bryant. Okay. Okay. My like that. my nine is Shaq. Okay. Eight is Charles Barkley. Seven is Hakeem Olajuwon. Six is Oscar Robertson. Five is Magic Johnson. Four is Will Chamberlain. Three is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Two is is Michael Jordan. And one is Bill Russell. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment. I'm gonna I'm gonna go from the top down. Of so course you are. Number one, number one is of course MJ. Period. Right. End of discussion. Good. That's point blank. I mean that's the goat right there. Number two, uh, this one was tough, but I went with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because yeah. the man was the inventor of the Skyhawk. Mm-hmm. Man, that incredible move. Number three, Irvin Magic Johnson. The greatest mm-hmm. point guard of, of all time. Mm-hmm. Number four, this is this was another tough one. It was really hard, but I did ultimately put LeBron James at number four. Okay, that was tough. Right, because he because because those three are goats. Number mm-hmm. number five. Another tough one. It was hard, but I put Shaq because when Shaq was when Shaq was was dominant, he was one. He was the best player in the league. No, co- no Kobe, no Kobe in the top five for either of you. Uh huh. Number six. Number six is Kobe Bryant. Okay, I had a feeling that you were gonna go Shaq and Kobe back to back because you know what it is. That was that the five and six was the toughest I had between Shaq and Kobe, and I ultimately yeah. went with Shaq because Shaq, even though Kobe's career was longer, Shaq's peak was greater than Kobe's peak because he was just such a dominant force. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, I see that. that. Was that's the only that. reason. And I Kobe was more of a carbon. Kobe, Kobe was basically if you took Jordan, Michael Jordan, make a Xerox copy, you get Kobe Bryant. A hundred percent. Which is why he's number seven. Number seven, respect. Number seven, that's when I put Bill Russell. Okay. All-time greatest winner of all time. Number Mm -hmm. eight, Will Chamberlain. Will, great, you know, one of the best. Number nine, Larry Bird. Larry. And number ten, 
I put Oscar Robinson. Okay. Those are respectable. A lot of a lot of good history there. So I just made I just so, made one real quick. I just made one real quick. I mean I think I think uh, look. So I, I went I went starting from ten. I went Wilt because uh, I had to have him in the top ten. But at the same time, he had a little bit of a distinct advantage over everybody else. He was taller than everybody. And there was no goaltending, <clears throat> so you could just shoot, and he was just he was just alley oop everything. Some motherfuckers would just be shooting, and he would just be like, that's a, that's a rebound and a basket for me. Um, then at nine, I got Magic, Magic Johnson, strictly because of the uh, his jump shot. I think he, his jump shot was enough of a weakness to keep him uh, a little bit lower, but he was the best point guard of all time. Eight, I had Hakeem, uh, the most skilled big man, uh, the most skilled center of all time. Uh, seven, I got the best pure shooter of all time, Kevin Durant slash scorer. Kevin Durant in my top seven. Then I got wow. Then I got Tim Duncan at six because that motherfucker was super fucking boring. But he was the he was the reason that they won all the time. Then I had Abdul uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Then I had LeBron. Then Kobe. Then Michael. I got I got Durant in there, bro. If you if you put Kevin Durant wow. in any in, in any in any other era, he's the best player of all time, hundred percent. He he has wow. literally zero flaws in his in his game. You're a Knicks fan, though. Um, I me I'm a Knicks fan. Yes, I'm a Knicks fan. So you're a little you're a little you're a little biased against KD, huh? And listen, I love KD, but the problem in like in that top ten is. On the bro, I'm telling you, man, he's he's the greatest scorer. I think he's the greatest pure scorer that ever lived. And I say that as a as a Kobe what about a Steph? type of guy. What about Steph? Yeah, Steph is probably like 15 for me, maybe 20. But Steph, Steph, Steph's entire game is shooting. K, KD is so much more. What, 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 what I do what I do say about Steph is Steph did change the game. How the yeah. game is now with more three pointers, which Steph right. is definitely in my in my eleven through twenty list because I have that. Yeah, because he's, he's definitely in the next. He's, he's in the next half of that list, my eleven through twenty, because Steph literally how the game is right now is because of Steph Curry. Like how yeah. like the NBA is like all like like running gun shooting. <laughs> Steph Curry basically changed the game. How hundred percent. Prior to Steph Curry getting drafted, it was still big men in paint, feed the ball, rebounding box. Now with Steph, it's like it's just I'm gonna I'm just gonna shoot from the fucking logo now. Right. And oh uh, God, I think the eleven eleven through twenty eleven through twenty's got some some cool players in there though. For me, oh, I think it would be that. That's, that's yeah. like my that's like my like Larry Bird, Steph Curry, you know. Uh, maybe
me too. Like it's just it, it's tough, especially to like you know like to me, like I said, Jordan point like point period because Bill Russell may have had the championships, but just what Jordan did just evolutionized. Man, he was yeah. he was a different he was a different he's what they call a different beast in the same man. Yeah. <laughs> The fuck are you talking about, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> the for me, <laughs> yeah. for me, the um, biggest uh, problem, the biggest just name when I heard this name that's on a one through seventy five greatest NBA players of all time list. When you put Anthony Davis, okay, on hey. the list, but you don't, you don't put Clay Thompson. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Clay Thompson. I I get it. He's 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 basically like Steph. He's a shooter, but he plays very very good defense. And, and I get it. Way better than Steph. I get it. Out of the league for two years, I understand. But he is better than Anthony Davis. I can't. And also too, as great <laughs> as great as he was with the Celtics, how the fuck is Paul Pierce? One through seventy-five. I don't understand. Hey man, hey man. Paul, P- Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce was the truth. He was definitely, he was definitely the, the truth. truth. He was definitely the truth. <laughs> you know what the thing is Paul, though? On the seventy, on the in the top seventy-five, like if you're gonna put, you can't. I was I was about to make a point, and then I realized like you can't really compare people across different eras. But you put Bob Cousy on the fucking court with. I don't know, any point guard nowadays, like literally anybody, you put fucking Emmanuel quickly on Bob Cooley and he's fucking <laughs> dropping 50 on him, dog. That's all I was explaining to my buddy Nick here. I'm like, you know, the Bob Cooley is... And let's be real too, Dirk. Dirk, I mean... Wait, is Dirk not there? No, 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 no. Dirk, Dirk is there. But I, I get it. Seven footer can shoot, but I don't think Dirk should be on this list either. And James Harden, uh, why, why is James Harden on this list? You, uh, you know, you know, you know. Now you're hating. Now you're hating. You, 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 know, you know who also got snubbed? Dwight Howard. He should, he should be on that list. When Dwight Howard with the Magic, what? Sure, it takes a lot of hard work. I'm sure it yeah. takes hours of hours of you finding clips, e- editing clips, finding the right music, finding the right sound, and what you do. Keep doing what you're doing. I always love our conversation on Twitter. You're a good guy. Love having you on the pod, and uh, you're just you never that. make things boring, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. 
Definitely do this again soon. Absolutely, Brian. Take care, brother. There you go. Take care. Later, man. Take care.